Welcome to What is Your Bitcoin Story podcast with your host, Gigi. This is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of Bitcoin through the personal experiences and stories of those who have taken a dive down the rabbit hole. We explore Bitcoin stories with a diverse range of guests from early adopters, miners, traders, and maximalists. So join us on this exciting journey of past, present, and future Bitcoin, one story at a time. The main properties double spending is prevented with peer-to-peer network. No mint or other trusted parties. Participants can be anonymous. New coins are made from hashcash style proof of work. The proof of work for new coins generation also proof of works the network to prevent double spending. Satoshi Nakamoto. Welcome, dear listeners, to another thrilling episode of What is Your Bitcoin Story? The podcast where we explore the incredible tales of individuals who have ventured deep down the world of Bitcoin. I'm your host, Gigi, and I'm delighted to introduce our guest for today's episode. He's none other than Jamie Turner, a 33-year-old digital assets aficionado originally hailing from the UK. His incredible journey into the world of digital assets commenced back in 2015 when he was first introduced to the enchanting realm of digital currencies. Fast forward to 2019, and he made the bold decision to immerse himself headfirst into the thrilling crypto industry. Today, Jay isn't just a digital assets enthusiast, he's a digital entrepreneur. He proudly runs his own, uh, very own... Uh, uh, ple- pleasure is all mine, Jay, and, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you on, on, on the podcast today. And um, let's, let's, let's get into the juicy, juicy story. So... Let's hear your discovery of the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Um, where were you and essentially what is your story? Ah, oh, what a start. Okay, so like you and many of your listeners are going to hate me because uh, I had the opportunity in like late 2009, 2010 uh, to know about Bitcoin. Um, I was working in a mobile phone repair shop at the time. I was just a young teenager and uh the the bitcoin came around and we were all like what's this digital money nah this is gonna be like previous so-called digital monies and uh we messed around with it a little bit but we were just like nah this is a fad mate it's it's not gonna happen i wasn't a true believer at the time um and you know i could have picked up some not sats i could have picked up coins bags and bags of coins for like nothing However, I didn't and uh, carried on with my teenage years of uh, getting drunk and working seven days a week and uh, partying hard. Um, Fast forward a few more years, obviously, people were like, yeah, Bitcoin, man, it's going places. And I was just like, eh, I'm busy. I got work. You know, this ain't going. I don't see this, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually... uh, like 2015, sort of 2016 period, I eventually sort of took the plunge. Um, and it actually started like the initial, like first bit of actual Bitcoin that I owned was due to a friend who actually gave me some. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I dived more into cryptocurrency in general and blockchain technology in general then. And then I was like, damn, I'm a dumbass. I should have uh, should have got involved in this a lot sooner. Um, I've made the biggest mistake of my life not getting involved sooner. Um, and then basically ever since then, I've been stacking the sats, mate. 
Um, <laughs> I, I regret not getting earlier and stacking earlier because, well, you know, I could have had a lot more Bitcoin. I could have been like a Bitcoin whale. And well, I mean, I would say I could be living in a sunny island and enjoying the sun, but I already live in a sunny island. But I could be enjoying the sun more if I had stacked those coins sooner. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's where the first Bitcoin all happened for me. Um, and then, yeah, just started stacking and stacking. Um, got into other, you know, the dirty alts. We won't get into that right now. Um, but still continue to stack sats right up until uh, 2019. And then I moved to Cyprus. Um, and then, you know how it is. Well, I mean, uh, you, you will because you moved from another country. When you move to another country, I, I kind of came here pretty strapped for cash when I moved to Cyprus. And I made the, the, the worst sin. Oh, my God, your followers are going to hate me even more now. I made the worst sin ever. I sold some sats because daddy needed uh, to pay for bills and things. And, you know, new country and everything didn't exactly have a new job. Um, and I was getting established here. Um, but I was lucky because uh, the great uh, events of 2020, you know, when everything shut down and lockdown came, I managed to buy back quite a lot of my sats uh, on the cheap. And uh, as you are well aware, mate, um, for me, price movement of Bitcoin is irrelevant. It's all about dollar cost averaging. And when market goes down, I love it because I'm like, right, I've got some dollars sat here. Let's let's buy some cheap sats on the cheap and uh, add to my position even more. Uh, so yeah, during the uh, that period, uh, do we say the P word and the C word? I don't know, but you all know what I'm talking about. It happened in 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about pandemic and the uh, uh, the the virus. Um, so yeah, I I got uh, got back into my good good old days sat position, which was great because the market crashed on on everything, everything and everything. And uh, I remember many people saying like this is the end we're all financially ruined and i was just like nah this is this has been going on way too long now there's no way i'm just gonna keep adding to my position which is what i did and i increased it uh quite a bit at the time um and rode that back up because at the end of the day after about a week or two you know bitcoin's price started recovering and then those those good old us stimmy checks started flowing on in a bitcoin and then it was just a non-stop ride to the moon and those were great times um i was also trading back then as well and uh got with the the u.s government giving out those good old stimmy checks i was like well that's just easy leverage trading right there i mean i don't even have to watch it you know bang in 200 leverage like five six x and uh watch it just accumulate more and more in dollar terms i was loving it um during the sort of first few weeks of uh, the pandemic, obviously, because uh, back then uh, I was doing social media marketing and uh, Web2 marketing in the hospitality trade. So as you can imagine, uh, you know this, your followers may not, uh, Cyprus is pretty much just the hospitality industry, especially back then anyway. Um, and so as you can imagine, pandemic, lockdown and everything, uh, I had no job. I went from working full time, earning good money to basically being no job, no idea where my next paycheck is coming from. So I got into the more uh, 
hard side of uh, trading during that period. And uh, I, I was one of the few lucky people that I know who came when lockdowns ended, who came out of it paying off all my bills. Because at first, uh, like, for example, my landlady at the time, she said, oh, OK, yeah, like, we know you've got no job, you've got no income. So don't worry about not paying rent at the moment. Once lockdown's all over, we'll sit down, we'll come up with like a payment plan. We'll, you know, we're not going to kick you out because you can't pay rent. It's not your fault. It's not like you got fired for something silly. Um, the world effectively has ended. So just don't worry, you've got a house. Um, you've got somewhere to live, which was great. However, that conversation I had when the lockdown ended with my landlady wasn't a case of, right, let's let's talk about payment plan. It was a case of, hi, here's all the back rent I owe you. I'm paying up. And she was actually quite shocked and impressed that I managed to do something in in that time. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you sat at home all day long. You can't go out. You can't do anything. Uh, so what better way than to dive completely full time into crypto? Um, along along with me doing trading, a friend of mine who had been working in the industry for probably about two years at that point, he was doing uh, community management for various uh, uh, projects. And uh, that's how I got into it. He was like, yeah, man, you want to get into doing community management? It's it's great. You just sit at home, monitoring Telegram, monitoring Discord, answering questions. Uh, you do the odd community voice AMA or Twitter space or whatever. And it's great. And uh, ever since then, it's been it's been nonstop. Um, so I, I joined as like just a basic community moderator, working my sort of eight hour shift five days a week. And it's led all the way up to today where, like you said in your intro, I run my own community management and social media firm for community projects. Um, and I also work for other companies. And I'm now a marketing manager for uh, Neon EVM, and I deal with uh, the business development, marketing management side, and the events. So when our biz dev team gets a partnership, obviously we like to do cross marketing and cross social media activities. That's where I step in, and I'm like, okay, guys, let's start planning out what marketing we're going to do, what social media activities, community activities we can do in this partnership. Um, and of course, I also do the events as well. And I help Mark, well, I will be now. It's only just happened recently in the last sort of week and a half. Um, I then step in and uh, make sure that say, for example, we're going to an event, uh, say the let's say I, the company was going to the Bitcoin event in Amsterdam. Unfortunately, we're not. But let's say we were, I would then start <clears throat> the marketing process what marketing we're going to do, press releases, Twitter announcements, community announcements, and so on, and uh, get that all out and organized. And obviously liaise with those departments, liaise with the, the head of the CMO, uh, chief marketing officer, with getting things signed off and so on. So that's a little bit about me. And yeah, man, ever since getting into crypto properly, I can say that uh, absolutely love it especially working there's a there's a big difference i would say in in being you know someone that's just sat on the side stacking sats to working in crypto as well you you really do get a bigger sort of uh, insight into the industry you get a bigger sort of feel for the industry and where it's going and in my opinion there is only one way that the blockchain technology and crypto in general is going and that is up. Uh, this is why, as you know, mate, uh, when people 
in our say little Cypress community say, oh, the price is going down. I'm just like, great, buy more sats, stack them sats, let's go. It's just another cheap opportunity to buy and add to your position. Not a Bitcoin maxi myself, I'm a, more of a blockchain and crypto maxi, but obviously, as I was saying, you know, the, 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 the gold standard, the, the, the top dog, the, the OG is obviously Bitcoin. And if you don't have Bitcoin, then what are you doing in the space, really? You know, you need to have a Bitcoin position, in my opinion. And of course, not financial mm -hmm. advice. I am not a financial advisor. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, even just to use the blockchain technology, you know, like, for example, earlier this year, or uh, how is it they call them? Ordinance? Ordinance? Those NFTs that are built on the Ordinals. Ordinals. Ordinals, that's it. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, I'm not, in, I mean, I hold some NFTs and I love some of them. They're great, but I'm not like a big NFT trader or anything. But I played around with the, the Bitcoin NFT system and whatnot. And I was like, yes, exactly. This is amazing. It's great to see. Um, and it's great to see that it brings more people into into this space. And, and that's what we really want to see. We want to see more adoption and more people getting involved in it. Um, you know, forgetting the fact that there is money to be made for the, the mm. you know, for me, it's about actually using that technology and what you can do with it. I mean, just for example, recently I took part in a campaign that had one of those Boston Dynamic robots connected to the blockchain. Like, mm. could you imagine 10 years ago, someone saying like, this Boston Dynamic robot is going to be connected to the blockchain and you can tell it what to do and sign a transaction and it will do it and you can prove it with the blockchain that it's done it and it's, you know, happened. I would have been like, nah, mate, that's not going to happen. But I can say it's real <laughs> and it happens and it's had happened. And the, the use case of just yeah. blockchain, blockchain in general is just never ending like anything you can think of can happen on blockchain that doesn't mean that it should not i don't believe that everything should be sort of token tokenized um but the potential for what you can do is just absolutely amazing and impressive and i'm all for it blockchain adoption in everywhere possible if it's actually required yeah, well, I I couldn't agree more. I think definitely there's a lot a lot of use cases with with blockchain in in general, uh, but but I think even like on, on the topic of of today, right, with Bitcoin, like it, to, in to me to a certain extent, all roads do lead to Bitcoin. Like no matter is it you know For like sure. accounting stuff that you want to fix, is it your own self like digital identity that you want full control of? I mean, there's like a lot of things that that could be interwined. Um, and I think there's a lot more to see from what Bitcoin can, can grow out of than just the simple peer-to-peer -peer cash, which Satoshi Nakamoto essentially described it as 14 years ago. So, uh, But as we progress and, and we have different layers on and different use cases, may that be the ordinals, which to be honest, personally, I'm not a big fan, uh, but I'm not against it. Mm. I mean, it's a free market. It's a free world. People can choose what they want to do. Um, and actually, to a certain extent, the benefit I see with specifically ordinals is it, it brought more people like it came across the radar to more people right it wasn't just talking about payments yeah. and you know kind of remittance um uh, options but kind of you know putting inscribing your own is it a jpeg is it a, a word um on the specific satoshi is an interesting take but 
let's see how that all turns turns out as we evolve. And I still believe that we are still super early. 14 years is is a bleep in the ocean when you zoom out and look at the macro of the financial system and just generally technological advancement in, in humanity. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> like you, I also have regrets not holding on to the Bitcoin that, that I first accumulated. But as the saying goes, we live and we learn. Um, and oh, you know, at least we have some Bitcoin today, For right? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of people that are still on the sidelines and still see it as, you know, they think it's a scam and, you know, they're, they're kind of unsure what to do with it. And, and that's totally fine. I mean, uh, they, they're more than welcome to join later. But if the price is a little bit higher, I mean, they got no one else to blame than, than themselves. But we're not here to preach buying Bitcoin. We're here to share stories and, and, and kind of get the get get the sense of of how it changes humans to the better and my question to you would be jay um since kind of venturing down bitcoin um rabbit hole and, and learning more about it um how has that changed you um so to say your own personal life and your 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 personal outlook for the world i hope for the better <laughs> oh definitely for the better for sure i mean just uh like taking the work aspect of it you know i was uh previously before joining the crypto world in in working side of it um mm. you know i was working boring nine to five jobs in terrible offices that i had to travel to or with people i didn't want to work with and stuff like that and and uh you know w when you work in crypto it's a lot more entertaining a lot more engaging a lot more fun um, there's a lot more potential than than the standard sort of like web two e world of working, shall we say? Um, and to be honest with you, like the the um, the people you work with are a lot more laid back and a lot more understanding, and they we're all sort of on the same page, I would say, which is great. It's it's a massive benefit, I would say. Where in web two you know, people have different opinions um, on like the the financial system or whatever. But at least with crypto, we're all we're all like, yeah, crypto is the future. We can all agree on that. It might mm. be a difference on what that crypto is, which you know, everyone has their own opinion. Some people might say that uh, Shiba Inu is the next big <laughs> going to take over Bitcoin. Whatever, that's fine. If you believe that, that's fine. You add to your Shiba Inu position. But we all agree that blockchain and crypto is is the way, and it's going to revolutionize um, uh, financial systems. I mean, one thing that's not really been a problem for me, because I'm from the UK, and so, like, if I wanted, if me and you were both in the UK now, and you're like, mate, lend me 10 quid, I want to go down the pub, I've got some things I need to take care of, hook me up with a tenner. I can just jump on my mobile banking app with Barclays and ping you over a tenner yeah. in 30 seconds. So the whole movement of fast transactions within the UK it was it's never really been a selling point to the uk because we already have that we've had that for quite a long time you know uh, mm. the uk government made it a requirement that banks need to settle all transactions within uh, i think like 3 minutes or something unless they have reason to believe that they break you know money laundering rules or there's an issue with your account or something like that however the transaction needs to be settled straight away so crypto kind of didn't really uh there wasn't a benefit to that but oh my god moving into <laughs> europe and cyprus wow because i didn't realize that so much of the world is waiting like some places up to 14 days 
like a friend yeah. of mine uh, I remember a few years ago when I was still living in the UK, she's like, yeah, I've got money in my Cyprus bank account. Can uh, If I send it to your UK account, would you give it to me? Because I don't have my bank card here. I'm not going to go all the way to Cyprus to get the bank card. Like, it'll just be, hey, it was 14 days before it hit my account. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. 14. And then, and then the, the, the other issue is that me and you are both here in Cyprus. If, again, you asked me to give you a tenner for whatever – like three days it could be before it hits your bank what is that about three days (laughs) no i mean i'd rather send you 10 bucks worth of bitcoin than that you know um and that's that's one of the benefits i feel that crypto has had in in the the rest of the world is the transfer Mm. of funds internationally and we're already starting to see that i mean look at the european union they're already uh planning and in talks about launching a digital euro which i think would be a massive and i hope that one of the big things is that instant transfer of funds and settling of funds instantly i mean just on a b2b angle it's going to be massive you know i mean i'm a business and i need to pay employees or i need to settle accounts of outstanding balances for services that i've had to uh, uh contract and get uh, to get done Mate, I, I feel bad for the people on the other end that's like, yeah, I paid your invoice, mate, uh, but you got to wait three days for whichever <laughs> bank to, to, to settle that transaction. What's that about? Give me your Bitcoin address, mate. Let me just send you some sats to settle this out now so we, we both don't have to worry about it not coming through or taking three days. So that's, that's one yeah. of the benefits, you know, for sure. And uh, I'm glad to see that countries are waking up to it and are looking at ways of integrating blockchain technology um and and not just in the, the the financial sense as well but also in in medicine and business and tech and all the fields i mean you're probably aware of was it the mediterranean hospital based in limassol i think it was there yeah yeah they, With yeah, they did something yeah, with VeChain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the all if you went to their facility and got your vaccination through them, your records are all on chain, which that's amazing. The fact that I can have say my wallet, VeChain wallet and be like, yeah, here's all my medical records, doc, you know, just check now mm. because that's a that's another big problem in the, even just in the UK like I'm I'm registered at a local GP practice, my local doctors. I go there and I'm like, all right, mate, yeah, so I'm actually moving across the country. I'm going to go live up north. I need to take my medical records. And they're like, okay, well, <laughs> depending on the practice you're with, it depends on how they do that. I remember one time when I moved about two counties down, not even 70 miles, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to put together all the paper files together and then we'll post it to your new practice. Mate, it took them a month and a half. What? Just to send all my medical records to my new doctor. So my new doctor, a month and a half later, finally gets all these papers and records. Obviously, it's my whole record history of medical treatments from the day I was born till now. Um, But the fact that they, they did it via paper and they posted it is insane to me. Um, yeah. most practices now they've have upgraded to some form of digital system but again that's a case of someone has to manually go through and collect all that data from the different departments or different places and then send that over and get that sent and you know blockchain can solve that problem so much just create a wallet 
all your records are there forever and you never have to worry. It's mm. amazing. It is. No, and, and, and just to add to it, I mean, with your example with the medical practitioners, or I mean, even I'm, I'm sure you're aware of when you go to the bank and you need to, I don't know, sign something, they print out like dozens of pieces of paper and you're putting your signature oh. and you don't even know what you're signing and then they're filing it. And then there's just, there's so much wasted paper. It's unbelievable. And at the same time, we mm. as as the retail plebs need to be drinking our iced coffees through paper straws while these institutions just you know print their way away and for all i know nobody ever even checks these papers they they just they they need them right and uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's I just for, it's, you know proof that you proof. signed it yeah uh, pr pr proof of proof uh, yeah, proof of but yeah, proof. <laughs> but I think uh, I think in the long run, I mean, there's this whole digital venture that we're going to, and just the digital realm that we find ourselves in, and, and bringing in digital payments, it solves a lot of nightmares. And and going back to the previous example, which which you mentioned about doing international payment settlement, um, I mean, even you know, if you want to send some money, for example, you have a buddy in lagos nigeria right and and you once again need mm. to send it and wait these three to five business days and it needs to go from your bank to the intermediary bank to another intermediary mm -hmm. bank to 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 finally to to the custodian bank of your friend um it's just with with digital assets you can you can just send your cryptocurrency instantly and, and get it within minutes and the best kind of the biggest selling point to me is not just the speed but it's the 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 lowering of fees, right? Because I still mm. know to this day, like what people like from third world countries that live in Cyprus, right, um, and send money back home as the Philippines or or India or, or or wherever Africa, they're sending through still to this day Western Union, which is mind boggling, and they're paying like six <sighs> to ten percent fees just to send it, and then they need to wait for ages, and then the other part is is not just the fee. But institutions such as Western Union, they even rip these customers off with their exchange rate. So the local oh, currency yeah. that the person gets, so you're getting whacked with a 20 to 25% essentially tax on making a transfer. And we're not even talking about you wasting your precious time going to the shop, waiting in line, filling out useless pieces of papers again, and then giving your cash. I mean, it's just such a time constraint and it's... Yeah, I mean, digital currencies, they, they really eradicate a lot of stuff, make things much more efficient. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is the transparency factor. As you said, when you send you know, to, to an international bank account, you have no idea why has it been paused, what's wrong, who's checking, mm -hmm. why they check in, where are they checking. I mean, there's just so many irrelevant things happening. I understand this whole money laundering thing, but you know, to be fully transparent and give my personal opinion on it, I think it's a big gimmick because to this day, terrorists still use dirty old cash money to settle. Nobody does wire payments or use Bitcoin for terrorist activities. I mean, everything is tracked. So infringing the average Joe to be doing all these hurdles to prove that we're not financing terrorists is... Uh, is pretty fascinating, but anyways, we're we're not we're not gonna go down the conspiracy lane on this one because it'll be, turn out to a three-hour podcast. Uh, <laughs> but but st st sticking to 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 the Bitcoin. So, I mean, personally, um, I I know that that you live. We're both, as you mentioned, um, we we live on the sunny island of Cyprus. 
However, mm. we do um, have uh, have an invisible wall in between me and you, since you live on the northern side and I live on the southern side. And I wanted to. Well, 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 well. I live in the <laughs> south. I live in Orokalini. I live there. I just my wife lives in the north side. Well, there you go. Well, h- half of you's in the north, the other half is yeah. in the south. So, but yeah, what, yeah. I, what I meant is, you you, you have experiences and and kind of to a certain extent, some ties to the north, and uh, oh, yeah, and, and I wanted sure. to kind of hear your opinion and, and definitely share to to listeners from abroad that have never probably even heard of Cyprus, but just to 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 kind of see the differences between, let's say the the developed side, the south, the European side, and the pseudo state, the north, which is kind of its its own sovereign, um, so, sovereign uh, government quotes, nation. Sovereign, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, you want to place it, but basically unrecognized by the rest of the world, right? And everybody yeah, thinks yeah. the Wild West. But then again, when it comes to Bitcoin payments, transactions, and acceptance. Uh, I'm fascinated to hear, and I want to hear a little bit more about you, how how basically Bitcoin is accepted practically in every shop uh, or service Mm -hmm. that you want to pay in. Oh, mate, it's it's incredible and crazy and mind-blowing at the same time. Like you said, you know, South Cyprus, the Republic of Cyprus is a Mm. European country, has everything that you could think of of a Western democratic society and (laughs) institutions and so on, Uh, everything and anything you can think of. And yet, uh, if you no have crypto, Bitcoin, no crypto. <laughs> yeah, there's no crypto whatsoever. Like, you, 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 you're basically like you can go to an ATM and you can send it to your friends, and that's about all you can do in the Republic of Cyprus with crypto. Mm. And yet, if you jump in your car, and I don't know how far away you are from the nearest checkpoint, but from my apartment in Orokalini, it's not even five minute drive. I can be in in North Cyprus. I can go to the Nike shop, the Adidas shop. I can go to any major brand you can think of and they'll have a sign. Bitcoin accepted here. Of course, they take the others as well, like USDC and USDT mm. or ETH or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they don't care. Money is money at the end of the day and they'll take it all. However, the sign says for all of them, Bitcoin accepted here. Now, if, I, if you were to come here, come to go to Famagusta and we went to the mall in Famagusta, um, every single shop has a sign that says Bitcoin accepted here. My brother-in-law, he runs a, a technology shop selling mobile phones, computers, and anything you can think that's technology-wise. Um, and yeah, he'll take your Bitcoin. He'll take your <laughs> ETH. He'll take your US dollars. It, we don't care in the North. We will take your crypto, no matter what it is. But at the end of the day, all the signs say one thing. Mm. Bitcoin is accepted here. Why? Because not only is it uh, um, is it just to say that oh we take Bitcoin, but it says we accept cryptocurrency as a whole. Yeah, and that's what that power of we accept Bitcoin does is we accept. It sends a message of we accept all crypto. And I ain't kidding, mate. I I don't think there will be small places like you know your mum and pop restaurants, the taverns and things. They might not bother. They'll be like, no, yeah. give me euros or tl or pay on debit credit card but everything else everywhere is will take your bitcoin and i mean i've done it a few times and i mean i try not to nowadays i mean the the golden rule is i'm stacking the sats i'm not selling the sats and getting rid of them like if i want to buy something that's when the dirty old debit card comes out and i'm like yep take my good old-fashioned fiat money to pay for that item um, but just to just to try it out and do it, it's amazing. You, they go, yep. Here's here's my wallet. 
and uh, you've got your phone out. Duh, duh, duh. Wait a minute or two. All right, fair enough. It's not as fast as a debit card transaction. I can just tap my debit card. It goes beep. And then two seconds later, it's duh, 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 authorized. All right, fair mm. enough. I might have to wait there for a minute or two. But, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with the person behind the counter. Ask them how their day is and everything. I'm already going to have that conversation with them anyway. Yeah. Might as well do it while I'm waiting for that Bitcoin transaction to confirm and go through. Um, and to be honest with you, most of the shops, if they're do- accepting crypto, they know when they see the the initial one confirmation that there isn't really going to be a problem. That 99% of the time, that is going to be 100% confirmed. So they're just like, yep, cool, no worries. Um, and yeah, everywhere, mate, it's, it's per- crazy. You can per- Personal question, do they accept Lightning as well or just Bitcoin on-chain transactions? Or it varies? Uh, it varies on that one. Now we're getting a bit more into the technical side of uh, cryptocurrency. N- most places will probably just have like a trust wallet or MetaMask wallet on their phone. Okay. Or yeah. a QR that's that, you know, that they have and then someone in the other end of the company, you know, in the office or something is like, yep, yeah, got that transaction. E- each shop gotcha. is different. I mean, I-, I know a lot of shops that are just straight up Binance account, mate, like Forget <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, right? You, you'll walk in one shop and you'll be like, okay, I want to buy this item, this new Xbox uh, One controller that's say $80. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're kind of doing a crypto transaction, but in reality, we're not because they've whipped out their Binance account. I've whipped out my <laughs> Binance account. And I'm not asking you for your Bitcoin address, I'm asking you for your Binance ID your card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Binance ID account number. Because why? Well, it's free. Free transfer mm. between Binance to Binance. So I'm saving money on, uh, and not, not even having to worry about using the Bitcoin network, which is great. Yeah. Thank you, CZ. Thank, thank, thank yeah, you for yeah. making uh, free transactions possible in, in, in some circumstances. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Internal Binance transactions are amazing, especially for that. Um, even the Binance debit card. I don't know if you've yeah. uh, ever got your Binance debit yeah, card. Yeah. I love that. Long time. I love mom. You know, uh, because the other thing is, it's like, say I'm halfway across the world. Like, for example, I went to Paris and I've been to Berlin recently, but Paris, like I went there and I didn't have very much money on me, but I mm. knew I could just ring up my brother-in-law and be like, yo, bro, put, put some crypto in my account. Because, because again, he's got a Turkish bank account and mm. I've got a British bank account or a public, and I have a Republic of Cyprus bank account. I ain't going to wait 14 days for that money to come through or seven days, however long <laughs> You're gonna it comes through. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be back in Cyprus. It's pointless. <laughs> However, I send them my Binance ID number. Boom. I'm, I'm, I'm at the shop out of money. Bruh, I, I need to buy some drinks or buy some food. I'm hungry. Yeah, no worries. Here you go. Boom. Two seconds later. Boom. I've got money again. And I can yeah. use that debit card because, you know, you, most European countries don't accept crypto as payment. That doesn't matter mm. with the Binance debit card. Boom. Tap. They've got their merchant payment. Done. I've got my food. It's amazing. Yeah, this is Five this years is an... ago, we didn't even have debit cards on the crypto. Correct. Yeah, and, and just to add to it, I mean, another talk about use cases of, of digital currencies, you know, especially in the current scene where nomads is, is a growing trend and a lot of Gen Zs, they don't want to stay in their country and have the boring nine to five job, yeah. but they decide, you know, they'll do two weeks in Thailand and then they'll do a month in Bali and then they're going to do a month in Hong Kong, then they're going to go scandinavia or, or, or wherever their, their heart takes them and and the best thing is with crypto you, you don't have to be going through the hassle of landing in a country 
getting ripped off by the effects offices, which are in the airports and giving you the worst possible rate. <sighs> and then you're finished yeah. basically in that country. And then you're left with all this excess money and you need to go back to the same merchant to get ripped off second time to get back your euros or your dollars or your pounds. or mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a hassle. Once again, you're losing money, you're wasting time. Um, and yeah, I mean, with crypto, you are free to transact and travel the world as you please. And as you said, not all places except crypto, but with, with crypto cards and, and Binance um, in, in this example, I mean, you can pay wherever Visa and, and MasterCard is accepted. You can essentially pay for, for whatever you want. So exactly. I think it definitely talk about use cases and, and making life easier for the younger generations. It's, it's a no-brainer. But I yeah. want to also bring up another topic. Um, I mean, it's not topic, but going back to what you mentioned about merchants and, and kind of that paying on-chain Bitcoin um, takes a little bit longer, like let's say it takes five minutes in, in, instead of five seconds when you're paying you know, Visa with just tap it. Uh, but the, that, that's kind of the, so to say, disadvantage for, for, for the customer. But for, for the shop owner, I mean, the fact um, that you can get instant access to the money that your clients are paying compared to if you're using the JCC or whatever, if you're using uh, a POS terminal, um, these, I don't know if you're aware, but like Visa like takes like up to two to three weeks to basically yeah. process the transaction and give you access to it. So 100%. God forbid you need money, you basically, you're, you're, your hands are tied. You're, you're waiting for yeah. when the, the, the payment merchant's gonna essentially enable you to get access to your own funds, which, which are yours. And that's mm. crazy. I mean, that's another big huge thing that that crypto does where the merchant gets instant access um to the funds without having to wait rely prove nothing to anybody um and essentially just just have a a true free market which kind of the irony of of free markets to me they're not really free they're they're very Mm. sub-regulated and and very kind of instringent with continuous regulations and rules and and you know, to a certain extent, even the banks themselves, they have no idea why they need to do all these regulatory matters. But, you know, they got the message from the manager. The manager got their message from the central bank. And, you know, it's essentially the, the sheep need to follow the shepherd, right? But here now in, in today's age, um, and especially the younger generations, where you have a choice of using fiat for your everyday payments or using crypto, I mean, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. But I think we're still yet far, far away where, you know, this crypto revolution where it's been even to a certain extent overused over the last few years, you know, oh, crypto is going to revolutionize everything, you know, finally, you know, the legacy markets are going down, they're going to burn, you know, we're, we're done with them. Uh, as much as I want to see this happen tomorrow, uh, these institutions which are controlled by the elites uh, are definitely not going to let this slide away. Um, it is slowly sliding away from them, um, but they're gripping on. And I think it's going to take a long, long, long time until we, inshallah, get to the Bitcoin standard and, and you know, have everything monetized off Satoshi's and, and live in a full, you know, cryptocurrency uh, payment system and, and have no more fiat. But until then, we still have a choice, you know, to, to transact. And maybe a topic that we could discuss a little bit, which you mentioned, the, the digital euro and, and just generally CBDCs as a whole. Um, I wanted to hear your opinion from from my sense, from what you already mentioned about your you know the digital euro, which is being tested and, and piloted. You sound like you're in favor of it. Is that true? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, I think CBDs are CBDCs are going to be the they CBDCs. are important for you know. Yeah, CBDCs. <laughs> um, I've got another CBD on my mind. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe it's even in um, the system, but yeah. No, unfortunately not. No, <laughs> I don't do that no more. Um, but no, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like big corporate businesses need to pay for their transactions. I think it will be vital for them. I, I believe that the governments also, you know, we need to transfer money government to government needs to happen. And I think that these things, these things will help with uh, transparency um, and also with the faster processing of these payments you know mm. um for you know for example like you're a private company and you've got a contract with the local government to i don't know sweep the roads yeah well at least with uh, a cbdc uh, you you know that fund's coming you can trace it you can track it you know and also the fact that the payment gets cleared straight away instead of seven to 14 days um i think yep. this is going to have a positive impact in the uh just general overall economy effectively but here what we're, we're, we're talking about and and i agree for b2b use cases it's it definitely makes things much more streamlined and, and more transparent but my question was more referred to and maybe i i didn't express it clearly that the c2c the individual to individual cbdc mm -hmm. payments and who knows you know everybody's very um anti-social credit system that china rolled out but you know, I mean, the US and the EU, you know, bureaucrats, they're kind of drooling over it and watching what's happening. And, you know, to, 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 to my surprise, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in the next few years, they decide to roll out a social credit system here in Europe. And then essentially, you know, CBDCs are, you know, the government has full control. Well, they already have full control over your lives. But the moment still with, with regards to payments and especially cash, you know, the they're they're kind of hopeless that they, they can't really control you but i mean i mean the government already have full control i mean yeah obviously i'm against the whole social credit score that the ccp in china have implemented and if that came to europe that's a big problem and we mm. should make sure that doesn't happen but the when it comes to the cbdc's and banking the government can already do that if the government want and the government get a court order they can already freeze your bank account they can already close your bank account and that's the banking system we already point. have there's i don't see any of the complaints against cbdc's um that the government and the the banks can't already do to the traditional banking system mm. that's a very valid point actually jay um you're right if, if they want and especially as we see now and you know, kind of with this 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 conflict that's been going on with Russia and Ukraine, like all of Russians' assets being seized instantly and frozen, and and kind of just, even though majority of people have nothing to do with politics, it's just like they've been kind of you know placed behind the curtain and 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 just confiscated, and it's it's crazy, and and that has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. It's it's as we already have in 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 the fiat standard, so. Yeah. yeah, let's let let let's let's see how that rolls out. Uh, but yeah, go, going back to to the main path of of Bitcoin, um, probably my 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 one of the last questions that I want to bring up to you, Jay is kind of what are you excited for next with Bitcoin, and and what would you like to see happen? Ooh, <laughs> that is a very good question. Um, I want an ENS on the Bitcoin network. I am sick and tired 
of copying and pasting that giant wallet address. Please, let's just have ENS sort of system where it'd be like, because <laughs> I have everything is the same, the war kettle. So I have the war kettle dot ETH. Yeah. Mm. I would love to have the war kettle dot BTC. And then I can be like, oh, you want to send me some Bitcoin? Yeah, mate, the war kettle dot BTC. There you go. Send me. Sweet. I got my, I got my Bitcoins. Cool. Because I hate the wallet addresses. That's the only downside I hate is wallet addresses. Um, and double and checking think, every single character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah bigger exactly. amounts. You're like stressing yeah. out. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. Well, my favorite thing is I'll do a test run. I'll be like, okay, if I need to send a large amount, I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you five bucks now. Make sure yeah. I've got the wallet address correct. Then I'll send it again. Because then yeah. I know it's right. Because that's the only way I feel comfortable when I'm doing mm. that kind of thing. You know, but no, an ENS sort of system on the Bitcoin network would be amazing. Just Couldn't to make life so more. much easier. Well, we, we already have that on, on Lightning. Um, I mean, you can create your own, or you can even do an email, you know, you can just have your own email address yeah. um, and, and it's instant instant settlement and it's just so easier. I agree with you. Sometimes it's a little bit cumbersome and, and to new people that enter the space, they're like, wow, what is, what is this massive you know, blob of, of, of letters and numbers. Um, mm. and, and it's not the friendliest of, of, of tools. And definitely if, if we want to see, forget even Bitcoin hyper, uh, Bitcoin hyperization, but just general Bitcoin adoption, definitely kind of the ease of use and, and, and just make it more simple for, for the end user. Um, is exactly. definitely a point that that could be worked on. Well, if any Bitcoin developers are, are listening now, um, you guys uh, could potentially look into doing a ENS style uh, solution for for a Bitcoin wallet, uh, a Bitcoin address. Yeah, sorry. but That'd be um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, Jay, what is? Um, I'll I'll kind of conclude with the last question, which which I do to to all of our beloved guests on on the show, which is what is one or you can do two pieces of advice that you want to share with with people that are listening to this podcast that are not yet in uh, the the world of Satoshi and have no sats um, and are kind of still on the sidelines thinking, should I start? Should I not? Where do I start? What do I do? Is it a good time? Is it a bad time? Um, what would you give as personal advice to to those people? Um, well, first of all, it's it's a case of never put in what you can't afford to lose. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and the second thing would be don't get involved in it thinking that you're going to go to the moon and that you're going to be able to buy that Lambo that you're eyeing up. <laughs> get involved and play with the technology. Uh, a friend of mine, I sat him down when he wanted to get into Bitcoin and crypto in general. I was like, all right, mate, let's bang 50 bucks onto here and let's just play with it. Send some transactions, do some ETH swaps, do some whatever swaps or provide liquidity and just play with it. Have fun with the technology and mm. just try it out. And the man's gone crazy when it comes to like farming and liquidity and other things in crypto. Like he really ran with it. But never be afraid to ask. Like the, the one thing I love about crypto is in the traditional sort of like financial world or the traditional sort of work environment it's like no i paid nine grand for my university course you go get your own university degree i ain't telling you shit where in <laughs> crypto it's like oh you don't know that's fine mate here have all my knowledge i will share with you and that's the one thing i love about crypto is we're all willing to share and help each other which i think is amazing and um, absolutely wonderful but yeah it's, it's just a case of if you want to get involved, don't look at price charts. Price charts are are pointless. Uh, just mm. 
get involved, play with it and use the technology and get used to that technology and then go see a financial advisor about, you know, actual investments or, you know. Nice. Yeah, definitely get some skin in the game and, 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 and just start trying out instead of sitting on the sidelines looking at price charts, which yeah. prices go up and down. They change every single second and that's pretty much irrelevant, but I couldn't agree more. I think you, you, you gave some fantastic advice. Um, and yeah, Jay, where can we send our listeners who want to get in touch with you or, or follow your essentially your, your digital asset journey through through uh through these times where could we send them and uh what would be the mm. best way to get in touch just uh, any social media platform you just type in the war kettle um and you'll find me on twitter facebook telegram discord reddit you'll <laughs> find me but it, really at the end of the day just just come find me on twitter at the war kettle and um i'm always there dms are open if you want to chat privately or if you want some help with something i'm always happy to help nice well, there you have it, guys. Now you know where, where to get in touch with Jay. And yeah, I'd like to thank you once again, Jay, for taking the time and, and coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure having you on and, and hearing your Bitcoin story and just generally your your digital realm journey so far. Um, and yeah, we, we would love to have you back in the future, hear how, how you progress. And once again, uh, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for having me. I'll catch all, you next time. All the best. Till next time. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of What is Your Bitcoin Story podcast. Remember to subscribe and share with your friends and family. For more valuable Bitcoin resources, visit our website at whatisyourbitcoinstory.com. Keep stacking sats, stay safe, and spread the Bitcoin revolution.